got all three of us. Finally, <laughs> I'm on a borrowed computer because my my computer won't turn on. But it killed it. I just fell off <laughs> every single bit of my patience trying to make this work. <laughs> James about burned his to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the whole house. <laughs> just just, <laughs> just to make sure. <laughs> oh, so Jason, we got a couple topics. Um, we want to cover this new messenger uh yeah garmin messenger hardware um and then also the new messenger app yeah it's pretty cool i know i got mine today i was kind of messing around with it and checking out the app that's going to be i think a pretty big improvement over like in reach users what we're used to yeah yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm I'm excited about the app. I've been wanting this app for a while, you know. Um, and we'll cover some of the things, but basically, it kind of it bridges the gap between Wi-Fi being in service, you know, cell phone Wi-Fi, and then switching to out of cellular coverage or Wi-Fi coverage when you're out in the woods. But um, that's what the app does, and then so that's the Garmin Messenger app, which we'll talk a lot about. And then the new product is called the Garmin Messenger, which is a new inReach device. Um, Little guy. Should have got yours today, right? Yeah, I got it today. So um, anyways, so um, before we get into that, we got a couple of stories I got I to tell you guys about our moose hunt. We went yeah, to. I want to hear about the moose hunt because um, I got the pictures. I wasn't really communicative during the process. <laughs> so it was kind of a, a like we were hunting hard to get it done. We ended up uh, killing one out of me and Bradley's tags. So we had two tags. Um, there was four tags in camp. Dan, um, another Brad, not my son, but um, my buddy Dan's friend, both killed a moose. They killed nice mooses. Me and my son Brad uh, killed a, a small moose. And then we had the opportunity to kill... A fourth moose, which would have been our first moose, but um, it didn't. But it had different things on its mind. I got a story to tell. <laughs> I, got a, I got a good story. I don't have moose meat, but um, so it was, I don't know. Like I said, I guess on that moose, uh, it was it was just cool. Like I said, it was a lot of glassing. We've seen quite. A, we've seen a freaking ton of bears. I mean, I, I don't know how many bears we've seen. 30, 35 bears. Holy cow. Like, all over the place. There's bears. There was, you know, different color face bears, and that was cool. And then we seen moose almost every day. I think there's only like one day we didn't actually see a moose, but um, me and Bradley see moose every day. A lot of different bulls. I wouldn't say big bulls or anything, but a lot of bulls that we be happy killed. with should have killed, but we didn't. Every situation was a little different, you know. Um, so we. Uh, the first one we we seen we spotted it. It was bedded down, you know, like oh, one mile, one point two miles away is what I think I measured it at. And so, holy cow! And it's kind of big country, so it's like a about a mile and a half hike. So we had to we spotted it. It was in it was in bed, so we could see where it was bedded down. We could see it was a bull. I had the spotting scope and stuff, and so I was like, okay. So anyways, we, we look at the ridge lines and we get a game plan together and we drive over and park the truck. The closest we can get was like a mile away. And uh, so we hiked in off this ridge line, dropped off the side, went down this little, you know, like a brush road or whatever. And uh, 
get in about 300 yards and we're like, okay, we should be getting close. You know what I mean? Like, and then the background music starts. Buddy yeah. You're like, kill mode. <laughs> what's that song? <laughs> play the, play the song, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what song is that? Your, your psych up song. Oh, well, the hard part is you're hiking that far and in your head, you're like, is that thing still going to be there? Is, you know, everything, you know, I mean, like you're anticipating something to go wrong. It never goes right. So we get in, I throw the, the binos up, I get a range, it's like 300 and, and Stuart's like, okay, we let's go a little closer. A little, because Bradley's shooting a, a 7 mm 8 and so we're like, okay, let's get a little closer, you know. So we sneak down this road, we're, we're pretty much straight open to this, this moose. I mean, you're pretty much walking down this road and there's no real cover. And if you did get in the cover, it'd be so loud. So it's just like, right. hey, just walk straight towards them. Um, and we set Bradley up. We get about 187, you know, 187 yards you know, or so, 190. I don't know what it was, but it was, it was somewhere in that range. We're under 200. And we're like, okay, I think this is about as close as we want to get. So set Bradley up and we're like, do you see the moose? He's like, no, I don't see the moose. I was like, how do you it's not, not the see worst. the moose at 180 yards? I mean, it's right freaking there. But, you know, <laughs> behind this, this stump. And so I'm like, okay. So I'm trying to drive him in. You know, I'm like, okay, see that stump? You see that little meadow there? Look at the stump. <laughs> look behind the stump and he goes, Oh, wow. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What did that face look like? I bet uh, he was pumped, man. Well, he's, he'd seen it in the spotting scope, you know, at, at, at a mile away, but yeah, when you look through the scope and you just see, all you see is the horns you couldn't see the moose. You could just see the horns. And so he was like stoked once he seen the horns. And so I'm sitting there with my gun and I had my tag. So I'm, you know, the plan was, is to, to back, back them up you know what i mean but um nothing goes like the plan <laughs> no of course not anyway so we so we're sitting there he's set up on it i'm kind of in a position where i can um you know watch it with you know kind of looking through my scope halfway and halfway not you know what i mean i got his you know set up and so Stuart's like okay if you're ready i'm gonna get this guy to stand up you know what i mean so so he cow calls you know what I mean? Like a, a moose does and, and, uh, like thing, just with his mouth, right? Like it's like you, see you pinch your nose, you like, you pinch your nose and you're like, no, let's- <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm no moose guy, but I just listened to him do it a lot. So, so he's like, and, uh, nothing this, I mean, we're 187 yards away from this bull and it don't, it won't stand up, won't stand up. We're like, wow. So he tries again, and he tries to sound a little bit sexier. You know what I mean? Like he's a little <laughs> bit more, you know, at the end. <laughs> well, apparent. So a second moose behind it jumps up, oh, and geez. I'm thinking, right on. We got two freaking bulls. For whatever two for- reason, I thought two bulls. We're gonna kill two bulls, right? You know what I mean? Like my mind is like, dude, this is gonna be epic. You know what I mean? Like, there's no. Another- <laughs> nope, that's not how this worked out. <laughs> so- no. So that we look at that, I check that one. I'm like, shit, it's a cow. So we tell, we're talking to Bradley, we're like, don't shoot the cow, right? That's a cow. It's a cow. <laughs> don't shoot that one. And, uh, you know, just make sure you keep your wits on you and you'll shoot the right one. Well, there's a little thing that I learned a lesson and I, I, I didn't really think about this before the bull moose during rut, they get kind of stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're like, hey, what's that sounds pretty <laughs> sexy over there. The cows, no, they don't they don't lose their mind. They, no, they, they don't care. 
they stay pretty smart the whole time. So she jumped up and like, something's not right. And, and she's like, let's get the, you know, come on, come on, Romeo, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> so she takes off straight, you know, I mean, she just pretty much steps up, turns and starts going. And uh, I don't know what the bull's name was. Um, Bullwinkle. Bo Winkle decided uh, he was going to take the sure thing, which was her, and he was leaving with his date. He's smart. And uh, <laughs> anyways, so Bradley, when it's it, we were expecting it, it stood up and it was pretty much quartered right at us, so we didn't have a shot. And I kept telling him, you know, it refers, and we're talking seconds. You know, it felt like Eternity. minutes, but it's probably seconds that you're looking at a shot and you're like, don't take it, don't take it, not yet. This thing's going to turn. Well, when it turned it was turning to go and it wasn't um it wasn't just going to like walk out of there it was kind of like a, a half trot or whatever long story short Bradley did get a shot he had a pretty good opening where it turned and i was like take a shot and so he shot um and this is the part that sucks on hunting you know it, like he he didn't kill that 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 bull but i thought in the moment i so Here's the other funny thing about, I'll tell you a funny story. I, for some reason, when I got a gun and I'm sitting there backing Bradley up, my son, when he shoots, I chamber around. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, he, I'm sitting there watching this elk. I'm nice and calm. I'm talking to Bradley. I'm like, there he is. Okay. Take him. You know what I mean? I'm talking to my son. And he goes, and I am like, instinctively, <laughs> yeah. I throw a rum around right on the ground. And I'm thinking, in my head, I'm thinking, while I threw that rum, while I chambered, I'm like, you stupid son of a bitch. Why are you doing that? Like, you're not shooting. <laughs> like, but it's got to be something mentally that I'm like oh, trying to tell my son, like telepathically, like, chamber, <laughs> chamber. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, reload. And, and for whatever reason, I've done it twice. I've done it on a deer for him, and I did it on this moose. That when I'm next to him and I'm I'm guiding him to the shot, as soon as he triggers, as soon as he pulls a trigger, it's just like I shot the gun. I don't know. It's like it's like That's buck wild. fever. It's like bull fever. I don't know. It, like I don't have it. I'm not trying to shoot the animal. I know I'm not gonna shoot it. And I mean, I had my wits about me that I was like, I I legitimately thought we had that bull. You know what I mean? Because I watched him and I was like, dude, he's hit. He's gonna slow down. We'll get him. You know what I mean? Like I had a chance to, to, I could have killed him. I, 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 I don't want to say I could have, but I'm confident in my shooting that if I had touched off my gun on him, right, he would have been hurting or down. You know what I mean? Like I, but in my head, I was like, I've watched Bradley kill an elk. I've watched him shoot a deer. I've like, you know what I mean? That that seven mm eight just doesn't knock him over like a rum does. No. You know what I mean? It's, it's there's a little bit of you know you got to watch them and so i in my head i was like dude we got this i don't want to shoot my son's bull you know what i mean i i want to let him kill it um so it went up and over the hit you know and it didn't stop and i was like and about the time it crested i was like okay this isn't exactly i, I still wasn't too worried um stewart was like we're, we're screwed you know what i mean he kind of was like this is not good i was still thinking you know that that thing's just going to be sick over the hillside. You know what I mean? Let's just get over there and he'll be sick right there and we'll get him taken down. He was not sick over the hillside. <laughs> by, the no. time, by the time we crested, so we had to go that 200 yards and we go up another 100 yards to get around the little ridge, the finger ridge. 
and we get over there and I see the cow crest in the following ridge, which is another 300 yards. So it had already gone down and over another ravine and the bull was behind it. And uh, so we're, you know, a little bit huffing and puffing because we had to beat feet to get up to that ridge line. And uh, we attempted to, you know, shoot it again. I know Bradley got a couple shots at it, but I, I mean, I was, there was no way he was going to make that shot probably. I had a decent opportunity at one point, but um, I lost sight of, of Stuart and Bradley. And so like when I come up over and I see the bull, I wasn't willing to shoot at it because I, I, I couldn't see my son and I couldn't see the guide. And so I'm, I'm, sure. I'm yelling at them. I'm like, where are you guys at? Where are you guys at? And they were up, you know, they were in front of me and to the left a little bit. So I was close to being, you know, having a good clear lane of, of a zone of fire, but I was like, nah, I, so I, so I beat feet to the right a little bit, went further up the ridge and then cut in a little deeper so that I could safely shoot, you know, and, and know that I wasn't even nowhere near shooting over the top of them or anything like that. Sure. And, uh, I had one hail Mary at it as I was huffing and puffing from a freestanding and it didn't oh. work. It stopped at the top of the hill. And about that time I knew I needed to get a good rest. I got a good rest, but by then it was gone. And so long story short, we watched that bull leave our dreams and we spent hours circling going back to where we knew you know he was because looking for a drop of blood looking for anything you know what i mean just i mean because you know anybody that's shot at something you know you spend a lot of time looking for you know you you got to do your due diligence so we we circled and circled and circled and i went back and we, i bet you we spent three hours in this hundred yard just trying to find a drop of blood Every day we went back there, we'd be glassing really hard for birds. You know what I mean? Like, and right. funny thing was, is the next day, further down that hillside, kind of in the gen same general area, but further down. Um, and this was the day we actually killed the other bull. Um, so that first morning we get in and uh, this is the morning after, you know, so we circled, didn't see anything. We're like, dude, this thing, it, it's not here. If it is, we're never going to find it in this brush. And so hopefully we don't come back tomorrow and we see birds and we'll have to come. The meat's going to be rotten and we'll get the horns. You know what I mean? That, that was kind of the mentality that we had was if it was wounded or died, we'll find the birds and we'll have to punch the tag. Nobody wants to do that, but that's just the way no. it goes. Whatever, that sucks. So the next morning we get back in there and you know, we're kind of anxious to get back there. We spot a small, small bull, like a one by two, you know, a little spike by fork or whatever, which we could shoot. And Stuart asked me, he goes, do you want to do that? I said, no. And we'd seen another uh, moose before that. And I was like, no, let's just pass on that. Um, I don't want to waste all my morning hiking down this shithole chasing a little spike. I was like, if, if we don't shoot a spike, I'm, I'm cool with that. Go around the corner. We're glassing for birds. And we spot a bull in the same vicinity. And uh, I don't know how else to say this, but basically pretty much looks like the same bull that we we had shot at. But it was humping, <laughs> and it was humping a lot. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> like you're just watching. So it the, I dropped him. No, <laughs> it's just like at one point two miles away. You're looking at the spot and scope, and you're like, "Well, if if he's not feeling too bad, if that's what's on his mind." I mean, and all morning we 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 seen him early in the morning, first thing in the morning, and we could see him humping on a cow. And then so we got down there a couple hours later, and he was still still humping. On, so. So anyway, Stuart asked me, do you want to go for that one? And it was a long way. So we already went that one mile in. 
you know, and it would have been another three quarters mile and down drop a lot of elevation. And the thing about moose hunting is you got to get them out. You know what I mean? It's not like an yeah. elk where you could pack them out in, in a couple trips. I mean, it's, there's some serious, serious work to pack them out. So I told Stuart, I said, here, you know, I was like, here's the deal. Like that guy's not going anywhere. We can slip in there later if we need to. You know what I mean? I was, I was kind of confident that if we really had to, we could slip in and get to him. It was just a harder hunt than the one before. And so right. I said, we've seen a lot of animals this morning. Let's just keep moving. You know what I mean? So anyways, long story short, we go up to another point and, and Stuart lets out a cow call and in, in the timber, because I had never heard a bull respond. You know, this the whole first two or three days and never heard a bull respond. Anyways, he lets out a cow call. And because I'm asking Stuart, like, what do they sound like? What are they, you know, asking a million questions. And anyways, I, I he, he gives off a cow call and I hear it in the timber. I hear, bro. And he's like, let's go. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? It's so we're running awesome. towards this timber line, running down the road, lets out another one. And this this bull in the timber is just, bro. Every other step or something, just, bro, bro, you know, coming right at us. And so we're trying to get towards him to close the distance to find a spot where we can intercept him, you know, because we're, he's probably 600 yards away, 700 yards away. I mean, he's in the timber. He's down the draw. You can't see him. He's in this tall timber. So we're getting closer. We'll, we'll go in 50 yards and then call. And anyways, we're getting ready to move even closer. And I see this black blob come in the edge of the timber. And the first thing, and it looks like, is it like a bear, you know what I mean? It just looks like a, a black blob. But I knew it was the moose. I'm like, Stuart, there he is right there, right there. You know, so he's in the timber. He's about 300 yards from where we are. We're up on this like hillside looking down this uh, overgrown clear cut kind of deal. And uh, anyways, that thing is just walking straight towards us and just bellering every once in a while, you know, and coolest thing ever. I mean, I'm like, oh, oh shit. And so I'm watching him. I'm getting set up. Bradley's got set up. He's got, you know, that 300 yards, he's got it. And we're telling him, don't, don't shoot, don't shoot. He's coming right towards us. We're going to get him closer. He keeps coming. He keeps coming. He gets about 100 yards. He's below us, you know, on the timber line below us. Or not in the timber line, in, in the clear cut below us. And it's brushy, you know, five, six foot brush. And I can see him. And so, uh, and, and you're just, we're just watching him. So Bradley can see him if he stands up, but if he gets down, kneeled, you know, where he's going to bench to shoot, he can't see him. You know, he, it's, 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 the brush is too high for Brad. Right. Anyways, I'm holding, you know, I mean, I, there's a lot of times I could have shot him, but we're trying to get Bradley to shoot him. So I'm holding my, my ammo and long story short, he comes up and I can see him turn like he's going to leave. And Stuart calls him back one more time and he flips back around. And, uh, like I, I just told Bradley, I said, Hey Brad, what, what, you know, my, my son, I'm like, what do you want me to do? You know what I mean? I said, I don't know if we can get this bull to do anything more right now. I think I said, I think we're about to watch this guy leave. I think he's just starting to get disinterested or something. And right. uh, Bradley's like, shoot him. <laughs> Call in the rain. <laughs> so <laughs> Bradley wanted that thing on the ground. And so it wasn't a, a, a the biggest bull, you know what I mean? I don't know how you judge a bull. It was, it was, it was the smallest one out of our group. But it's the one you're eating, man. <laughs> when the boy says shoot it, I'm like, okay. <laughs> if and because I wanted my tag to be last, to be honest with you, I, I wanted Bradley to get his tag. I was hoping Dan and, and the other Brad would get their tag, and and I would have been cool filling my tag last, but it didn't work out that way. I 
I was called to put down a called lay down the hammer on that guy. Bradley did not want to watch a second moose get away, so we didn't let him get away. Big sons of bitches. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Even Massive. though it was a small bull, I was like, holy hell. Yeah, so, they're huge, huh? Yeah. And then we hunted, I don't know, that was probably day three, maybe. Day. We hunted every day of a seven-day hunt. Um, more than once we had them kind of barking at us or, or bellowing at us. Uh, good action, we'd see them. You know, we had one bull that we were going to go into, and we were like, okay, we got him pinned in the morning. And so we set up a game plan, figured out the mapping. He was, you know, it was another mile away or whatever. And we're like, we can get to the end of this road and it's a half mile hike. We head out there and they freaking took the bridge out to the road we needed to go to. So we couldn't get closer than five miles to that oh, guy. And no. it's like, we had him pinned down. Like we were like, and he was a nice bull. I mean, he was, he was a bull that we wanted to kill. And it was just like, dude, that was a kick in the nuts because who knows what would have happened. But, um, we, it, it just sucked when you get to that bridge and you're like, oh, I can't get through this <laughs> it's like bridge. Finding locked gates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. After you and, drove an hour around. Yeah, yeah. We and we had them. Yeah, I mean, like, so it was, so it was there was a lot of those situations where it was like, you're just back to square one. Really hot weather. You know, the weather really sucked, so they weren't out a lot. We'd have them. You know, two two situations where we had them calling back to us, but they were kind of leaving us. So I think maybe they had cows or something. You know what I mean? Like, right? They would answer us, and and we could get them to respond sometimes with like raking. And so, man, they didn't like the raking, but they didn't come. You know, and so just never knew how to play it. So there's my info for next story. time. It was awesome. I had a really good time with Bradley. Um, two two wolves got away or one wolf got away twice, two different days. There's a magazine in the woods up there for me throwing it, being so pissed at that magazine that didn't chamber around like three oh, times. No. I mean, I had, I had a wolf dead rights, you know what I mean? Dead rights. Click. Click. <laughs> Click. The, the, the magazine on that damn rifle. James, you had that. You remember that happening yeah. in deer season. Yeah, that, I, I, I thought that thing was thrown away. <clears throat> thrown away last year. I should have. I should have. Should have. Should have. So anyway, so yeah, but wolves. Right. I mean, there was a wolf kill right there, so we had to drive through it every day, and it was a good trip. It was a good trip. I had a fun time with Brad. So good. Yeah. Um, and then Dan and the other Brad killed some nice, nice bulls. They had some nice bulls killed. Well, that sounds like. Pretty good trip, really. I mean, you get that many moose, even you know, you think you go hunting in a party, it's way different. You know, one guy yeah. going out for a tag is one thing, but yeah, you put that many yeah. guys in a group and it adds a whole different dimension too, because you're thinking about it like the way it should go, and then all hell breaks yeah. loose. Well, when you're stalking in on one, you're always trying to figure out the plan and i did not account for the cow <laughs> the cow screwed it up for us but he forgot bulls like cows especially this time of year well we wouldn't like stewart said he goes i he wouldn't have cow called if he had known that cow was there he said i would i would have bull called if i like if a I challenge knew that cow was there i would have given off a bull a bull cow and got this guy to stand up um the cow call he's like man i anyways long it was it was good <laughs> So, well, well, we got short time, so let's 
let's dive into this this messenger so yeah the new fancy thing two things the the messenger product it's a garmin messenger which is the newest in reach that was just announced by garmin while i was in canada thank you very much <laughs> thanks garmin yeah I was, I was getting messages about it while i was in canada what's going on with this and i'm like i don't know um and then also there's a new app called the garmin messenger and uh what these so the device is separate than the app so there's a messenger device and there's a garmin is it called the messenger app the garmin messenger yeah garmin messenger yeah yeah um so there's two different things the garmin messenger app on your phone right now only works with this new messenger device but it will work with the new the other inreach devices in the future in the near future so they'll be rolling it out like i think the next one to come out will be the mini 2 and then they'll have the 66i the 200i i think there's a montana you know what i mean all those devices that have the built-in inreach um will eventually work with this new application this new uh app that works and so it's like an um, upgraded uh explorer app like yeah, how you it's, can access so, your inreach. So if you're familiar with Explorer, it uh Explorer is going to be kind of their mapping one where it, it plots maps. It, it it used to do it do messages, and I think it might still do messages and stuff. I don't know what the future holds on that app. The Messenger app is really focused on just messages. Um so so basically it just focuses on sending and receiving messages and they're expanding it so it's not just um uh in reach messages you know what i mean it's not so, just a satellite yeah yeah so basically if um the way it's intended to work is when you're in cell phone service or internet service it's going to send that message through the internet or the cell phone don't and even then, have to have the device on. You don't even need the device to send messages as long as you have internet connection. If you have a compatible device like this inReach Messenger, the minute you go away from cell phone or data, Wi-Fi, you know, you go out in the mountains with no signal, then it automatically switches so that you'll send and receive messages through your inReach device. So it's, it switches. It's kind of like smart senses. It goes, oh, I can't reach you through the internet anymore. Let me. I can see your inReach is on. Let me send you the message through inReach. So does that kind of make sense? Yeah. You got to play a little bit with it. Did you put your phone in airplane mode and try it or no? I didn't try it in airplane mode yet, no. Okay. Yeah. And James, you got yours too, didn't you? Yep, I got it today, but I, uh, I spent an hour trying to get my computer to turn on and uh, i so far i've pulled this in reach out of the box but i haven't really messed with it yet um okay perfect well that's that's good because there's good questions you haven't seen it, it work yet but i've been playing with it I've, I've been on the phone for a couple hours now with garmin because i i had there is there is one major concern i don't want to talk about the major concern yet but there is one major concern that i hope garmin's going to fix or or change um and i'll discuss that in a minute 
Um, and that is, is regarding how it works around your telephone. But um, let's just talk about the product first, the, the black box. It's a $299.99. It's called the Garmin Messenger. This is not the app. This is the device. Explain it to us, Jason. It's a lot smaller than I was expecting, which was nice. You know, it's only, what, two inches by three inches or so. Mm-hmm. It it reminds me more of like a locator beacon, like at first glance. Yeah. But with having it paired with that app and everything, it's like that is a multifunctional unit. Yeah, it's it's fairly basic. So it has a couple buttons. It's got a black screen, so it doesn't have any mapping on it. It's made to, to like have phenomenal battery life. So 28 days, I think, on 10-minute update rate tracking is the battery. Which is huge. I mean, as an in-reach user who uses a 200i, like that's my thing is, A, they suck for battery life anyway, you know, in comparison. Yeah. And then when you go using your in-reach, you know, this having 28 days of battery life makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So the battery life is probably the biggest selling point of the whole thing is the other thing that I, I'm going to assume and talking with, with, with people that I have, um, just looking at the layout of the antenna. If you look at this antenna, cause it's, it's nice and flat compared to every other inReach device we've ever seen. Every inReach device that we've seen has a, lo- a kind of a skinny antenna. Yeah. It has to be pointed to the sky, it's like whereas the this face. one is, is flat. And so I think it has a, a wider um, uh, identorum antenna or, or whatever, however you say that. I can't. Iridium. Iridium. Iridium, yeah. I like a diderum. I, I, I did a rod. The iridium antenna, which is wider and um, so I think it's going to perform better than most in-reach devices that we have. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like at first glance, like if somebody was like trying to picture this, think of like the GPS chip on top of your dog collar, just a little yep. bigger, like yeah, with a screen readout. So those are the two major differences on this device compared to other um, in-reach devices is the antenna, which talks to the satellites, is a different layout. So it's a flatter, wider layout. I think it's going to have a broader view of the sky. And I'm just talking out my ass just by what I look at. I, mean, I, I don't know this. Like, I, I haven't taken one apart or looked at the specs. But but I would assume that the, uh, the, the, the angle that this antenna talks to the satellites, the, the, the antenna, you know, some antennas are really pointed and narrow and some antennas are wide. I just feel like this is this was meant to be a wide antenna, so it's going to have a better view of the sky when it's sitting on flat like this. Um, and the battery life is just at twenty eight days. I'm like, man, what more could you ask for? Thirty. Thirty. <laughs> I'll be really surprised to see, or really interested, I guess, to see uh, how long it lasts if you turn that tracking off. Because yeah. I yeah. Would assume that. And that's going to add What's to it? the battery life, I would think. So uh, look at on their website, 28 days with a message or location sent every 10 minutes with a clear view of the sky. 
14 days with moderate tree cover. So if you got a lot of tree cover, that's definitely going to affect it because it's got to give more power. Um, Up to six days with a message or location sent every two minutes with a clear view of the sky. And that's three days with moderate tree cover. Up to 46 days with a message or location sent every 30 minutes with a clear view of the sky. And that's 23 days with moderate tree cover. So, um, and it says up to one year when powered off. So if you charge it and turn it off, you know what I mean? If, If it was really a... A safety feature you could like an emergency it's, system it's just gonna last forever like honestly like it, it the battery life is just it, it's awesome one of the other features that this has that, that a lot of other devices don't have is the um reverse charge yeah that was new james you were asking about that or whatever you were mentioning that whenever we were looking it up yeah being uh, able to being able to plug your phone in and you know i guess you know nowadays everyone I shouldn't say everyone, but, um, you know, most people pack around a external charger. They're going to be, you know, gone for an extended period of time, but, um, yeah. Having that option to, to charge your phone, if you were, you know, stuck in a bind and, and your phone was dead, that, that'd be huge. I know like for me personally, yeah. I've, you know, have a snowmobile breakdown and can't get a hold of anybody and don't have cell phone service and then end up killing the battery on your cell phone trying to track down service. And, <laughs> um, yeah. I can think of a couple times where, where that would have been really handy to have. Yeah. And so I got a chance. My phone was at like 19% last night. So I, I went and found a cord. I plugged my phone in and um, I can tell you it doesn't replace a battery pack. <laughs> no, yeah. it's about, I want to say it's about 3% to every 1% of my iPhone is what I think. I It was hard because it was like, I think I had like 67% on the inReach device and I had 19% on my phone, 19 or 17%, somewhere on there. Um, maybe I had more than that because it was going to the red. So it might've been 10%. I don't, I don't know. Anyways, I had... I was getting red on my cell phone, so I thought, oh, this is a really good opportunity to try to charge my phone. Well, the device stops charging at 25% or 24%, somewhere right in there. So you can't run it lower than 25%, which I think is smart by Garmin, right? They just It just says um, reverse charge disabled, you know, battery too low. And I'm guessing you still have several days of in-reach um, battery at that at 25%, but... Um, I came away with like 27 to 28% on my iPhone. And so I think I gave up, if I did the math, I think I gave up like 30% on my inReach device. And I might've got 10 to 15% on my phone, if that makes sense. Yeah. It was either a two to one, you know, 2% to 1% or it was a 3% to 1% is roughly what I was getting on converting it. So, So I don't think you'd get a full iPhone charge out of it. You know what I mean? Even if it was full 100%, I think you could steal away 30 or 40% charge on iPhone. But it would be enough in a bind to, to get you out of the woods anyhow. Yeah. yeah it, it, you know, if you were, if, if you really did, you, you'd probably stop using your iPhone. You'd, you'd want to put it in airplane mode and, and start using, saving some power. So it, it's, it's better than nothing for sure. It, and it's awesome. I like the feature. I just don't want guys 
I was kind of thinking I was going to get more. You know what I mean? Like I thought, oh, shoot, I'd be able to get a charge, at least a full charge, cell phone charge out of it. And I don't think you're going to see a full cell phone charge out of them. I just don't think that's what's going to be. I think it's more of a backup. Um, but at the end of the day, I'll take 5% that lets me send another message through my iPhone over, you know, letting my iPhone go dead and try to type up a message with the, the buttons I have left on this, this device. Yeah, for sure. So Right. Um, And then, so that's the device. I want to talk about the uh the messenger app and we've kind of all played a little bit with it jason do you do you understand what it's doing yeah it's just picking you know if it has cell service or internet wi-fi it's pulling off of that for the fastest yeah. delivery and then if it's not available it's choosing to go through the iridium satellite circuits yeah yeah and and the app is free, so you don't need the inReach device to download the app. But there is one major concern that and I, I mentioned it again, I'm going to talk about it again, that I want to talk about and I want guys to understand, and I hope Garmin changes this. But um, one thing when you're setting up your app, I, when you type in your cell phone, that changes the way an inReach user can send you a message. And I don't know that I'm on board with the way Garmin did that. So I want to talk about that in a minute. But um, before that, I want to talk about the benefits of why I'm excited about this app. Because a lot of times I'll be hunting in the morning and I'll be messaging you or, or James or whoever through inReach. And then when I get out of service, when I, when I get out of the woods, um, I transition over to a text message, right? Because it's so much faster. And so... Um, a lot of times, if you sent me a message to my inReach, let's say I, I said uh, I was messaging my wife or whatever, and I was like, boom, hey, hey, I'm going to be starting my way out here. Great. I'll see you soon. She might say, hey, could you pick up some eggs on the way home? And she sends that to my inReach device. Well, I load up the dogs and, and put my, my handheld in my, my center console or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just sitting there. It's not pointing to the sky. It's not sitting in my windshield. And I start, I'm driving home. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, I, I, I'll be in cell phone service. And so I sure. don't get that message through inReach. And then I get into cell phone service. And, of course, I check messages. I get emails. I, I Whatever. I, I respond to my text messages. And and then I drive home. And I get there. My wife's like, hey, did you get those eggs? <laughs> like, <laughs> no. what, what are you what talking eggs? about? <laughs> no, no eggs? No, I didn't get no eggs. Um, and then the next day I go hunting. I turn my alpha on, I get up in the woods and boo, would you pick up pick some up eggs, eggs for, you know, would you pick up some eggs on the way home? And so two days later I bring some eggs to her and I say, Hey, here's your eggs. And she's like, uh, no, that I asked for those eggs two three days ago. You know right. what I mean? So, so the delay and I've, I'm sure everybody that's messed with the inReach messages have experienced that delay in messaging that can happen. And, uh, when you cross over that satellite to text messaging um, line, that invisible line, it's like you have two different channels of communication that you're trying to, to talk with and trying to keep them together. And this app is supposed to fix that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, this app, if that would have happened, say I was messaging my wife on my, my uh, 
new messenger app with Garmin. Hey, I'm getting ready to head home, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'll see you in about two and a half hours or whatever. And then she sends a message to me that says, hey, can you pick up eggs when you get home or on your way home? It would try to send it through the satellite, right? Because that's where it's been getting a hold of me. But the moment I drive into cell phone service and I get data, Garmin's going to be smart enough to know, hey, we weren't able to deliver this message through the satellite to you, but your wife wants you to pick up some eggs on the way home. And so I'm going to go sting in your bacon. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, no problem. And now I'm, I'm texting her back in, in uh, Wi-Fi. I'm, I'm cell phone. You know what I mean? Like my cell phone's working. I can get data. And so it seamlessly switches that conversation that happened on the satellites. Well, now on my way home, it's happening over tech, you know, cell phone towers and not through the slower satellite messaging system. Just like an instant messenger, you know. Yeah, it, just like instant messaging. fast. But the difference is, is when I go back and out of cell phone service, it switches over and it knows, hey, reach buddy on his inReach. And so it's a smart switching. It switches between um, knowing to connect to me through the satellite or, or, hey, I have another faster method to connect to buddy where he is right now. And it just it makes that change seamless for the most part. And that doesn't require her to have the app, right? Like she can still just communicate with your inReach via text message. Yes, yes. Um, and vice versa, you could send it to her so, cell phone number. Um, that's where you get dicey, and we'll we'll talk about what happens with the system when somebody installs the app. Right? I'm just talking about user one, which is me in the woods, my system. When I connect with my inReach, and I use this app. It's going gonna, it's gonna to give and receive me as the user in the woods. It's going to keep me connected, right? So that part of it is absolutely fantastic. I am so excited about that. Like, I've been waiting for this for a long time. I mean, I, I, I heard some rumblings about it, and I, I had told Garmin, I was like, I wish there was a way to do this. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've mentioned that, you know, in the past that I... I there's got to be some way to build this connectivity of this problem that we have. So I'm excited about that. Like, I don't want to make any bones. Like, this app is so cool on that level that this is going to blow the doors off of in-reach communication, at least for me. For somebody who goes out and hunting in the morning and I'm back at work in the in the late morning and then maybe in the afternoon I'm back out in the woods, you know, I'm, I'm just crossing that boundary so much. For someone like you, Jason, you could just message me and you know wherever I am, Unfortunately, you're, you're going to get kill me. And if yeah. I don't, and if you <laughs> don't, it's because I'm ignoring you. <laughs> so, um, and not knowing, well, do I need to enrich them or should I text message them or should I email them? You know what I mean? Just. Hey, are you, you at work today? <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> so, so that part of it is awesome. Um, the app, once you install the app, so you guys are both seeing the app without the, the messenger device. The app opens up. So when you first, so anybody that goes and installs this app without a device that's compatible, you're going to get the app and it's going to feel a little lackluster. You know what I mean? It's going to be like, oh, okay. You know, and it kind of really opens up once you get the device connected to it where you can check weather, you can send messages, you can change settings, um, you can start tracking, you can stop tracking. You know what I mean? There's just a bunch of things you can do once you um, connect the app to it because you have the device. 
Um, but you don't need an inReach to hook up the app. So is there any more good that we could talk about before I dive into my bag? <laughs> before we dive into the, the buddy Garmin bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have regretted. I've, I've talked to several people, several people at Garmin, and I've told them that, that this is a big one for me. Um, they, and I don't know what their logic is and I don't pretend to know. Um, they want to build a messaging platform that is conductive across, um, the internet, not internet. You know what I mean? Like I like what they're trying to build, right? Um, this is awesome. They're building a hub. What I'm nervous about is they're kind of being a little bit grabby on technology. And what I mean by that is, and I need to explain this carefully because I don't want to confuse people, but here, and here's a really good example of, of a missed opportunity. So when Jason, when you signed up this app, when I first told you these devices were coming out and I told you a little about it, you went online and you downloaded the Garmin Messenger app. Right. Yep. And when you're installing that messenger app, it asks you for your phone number. So you mm-hmm. typed in your phone number, it sent you a text. And when you confirm that text, now Garmin reroutes my messages. So when I'm on my inReach and I send a message to your phone number, it no longer goes to your 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 text message, your SMS text message side of the phone it goes to the garmin messenger right yep i don't want to confuse anybody if i pull up my text messaging and i message jason it works just like verizon messaging always has worked you know what i mean like it's not taking over your text messaging so i can still text jason i can still send pictures and videos and and all that kind of stuff with my regular texting service but what's different now is when I'm on my inReach device and I send Jason a inReach message to his cell phone, now it's rerouted to your Garmin Messenger app. Just for downloading it and entering your phone number. Yes. Yeah. And um, the logic that Garmin has, and again, I've talked to a lot of uh, people, and so I don't know which way. I, I hope they change. I really do. If they change and you listen to this podcast and it's not this way, I'm happy. But Garmin's logic is is they want to make sure that Jason gets the message. Um, and so they are putting it in there so that they can get it to you by um, satellite, by um, wife. You know what I mean? So they're trying to connect you so that if you're out hunting and in satellite service, that you'll get that message. Right. In, the, in the internet, in, in the satellite, right? That's cool, right? I understand that. But the problem was, is I sent you a message yesterday, right? I sent you a message mm-hmm. at one thirty. I didn't tell you I was going to send you one. I just was like, hey, testing. How long did it take you to, for you to realize you had a message from me? Uh, when you picked up the phone to ask if I got the message like four <laughs> hours later. <laughs> four hours later. Why did you not get that message? There was zero notifications. 
Maybe there was, but you might have ignored them. Uh, I missed them. I yeah. mean, that's just it. Like, I didn't know it was business as usual. You know, phone sitting over on the desk. Nothing like seemed like it alerted me. Yeah. Until buddy's phone calls after hours. And I'm like, oh, I better answer that. Right. So the way text, the way this app notifies, and this is not Garmin's fault, like 100%, not Garmin's fault. iPhones. I don't know on Android, if anybody has an Android, I don't know if you can change the notification per app. So if you could go into your Garmin Messenger app and change the notification, you might be able to make it ring and vibrate and do a bunch of things. On an iPhone, we can't do that. Like we're stuck with the standard notification ding. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Um, I, and that's the problem is, is I think, at least I know with you, you, when I sent you that message, they put it in your Garmin Messenger instead of your text message, and so you never got it. And mm-hmm. my concern with Garmin, and I told them, as I said, I have no other way of getting a hold of Jason. If I'm in the woods, if I'm on in reach, in reach, I can send you another text message, but it's just going to go to the same bucket that you didn't listen to the first time. Yep. And if I could send you a text message, at least you would know uh, it would be different. Your phone would notify you. Right. So... I just see that as being a major. Um, I can see it because like you said, you know, somebody downloads the app, right? Yeah. They forget about it or they get a new phone. And you're out of luck. You I know, can see a couple ways that could it. fail. I can see a couple ways it could fail. Um, that's one of them is you just don't notice the notification on the phone. The second is, is I, I really concern. Um, I'm really concerned that what happens if you delete the app, you know what I mean? So you, you uh, set yeah. it up now Garmin's rerouting it, talking to, to, to some of the guys at Garmin, I have a little more confidence that they'll sense that they haven't been able to access your messenger account. And so they'll send you a SMS message that says, Hey, somebody's trying to reach you via messenger. And so you yeah. should get a text saying, Hey, buddy's trying to reach you. Um, so I think there's going to be a software update that, that kind of, um, helps that situation. Um, and so I think if you don't answer your message from messenger, I think you might get a text, a reminder text that says, Hey, check your Garmin messenger account, which is good. I mean, I, I, it's, it's better than nothing. You know what I mean? Like it's, it probably will help fix the situation. Um, I just, I still don't like the idea. Like I told Garmin, I said, I want to be able to text Jason and I want to be able to message Jason on his messenger separately. Yeah, I want those channels separately. I don't know if we'll get that. I don't know if we'll get that. So the long story is when you are excited to try out this messenger and it's not so much for me, it's the people around me. So it's like Jason... It's like my wife, you know what I mean? It's like James, the people that I use these things a lot for, and if I have to message you for an emergency, I don't know that I want your cell phone tied to the Messenger app because I want to be able to message you on your text message, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which you found a loophole, right? Yeah. That I don't know if you're going to get into today, but maybe on a follow-up. Yeah, we can talk about that. Um, essentially, I got a, a Garmin, and we, we can fix that at any time. So 
What I told the guys at Garmin this morning is I said, here's the deal. I'm going to try it out. We're going to, I want to try this. I want to see. I have reservations that people are going to miss my messages. Doing it this way, you know what I mean? Like, I just have feelings that that app is going to ding and give a, a notification just like everything else. And so um, I don't know. I, I, I'm just, maybe I'm a, a warrior, but I told them I'd, we'd give it a shot. We're going to try it. And we're going to see if they can make a system that, that works. And my thing was, is if we are seeing messages that are not getting responded to and the, you know, the, the user is not getting notified by their iPhone properly, that hopefully they give us a way back to get into their text message box because an iPhone alerts you differently on a text message than it does on an app. Mm -hmm. So anyways, well, you say James didn't get his either, right? For the same thing. Did you have to turn your notifications on? James? No, my, uh, so my notifications were on and as soon as the message came through, um, I got both notifications, but it was, uh, it wasn't, necessarily a matter of notifications it was a message just never showed up it never never came through so he sent yeah, it last I mean, night like six fifteen, um and we had you know messaged each other back and forth multiple times after that and uh yeah it was nine fifty two this morning when all of a sudden i got two random messages that were you know out of out of order in the conversation and um definitely were sent yesterday yeah yeah and that stuff i i honestly that doesn't surprise me i mean anything new i've just done enough stuff with new stuff that th that's something i'm like yep you know I, I sent that in as a bug report or whatever they can file the bug they can go chase it down they can figure out what happened something broke it didn't work right i mean that i'm not making excuses for anything, have them, but though. that's a failure of a different level. You know what I mean? That's just it not working right. And so they need to figure out what made it not work right. And, you know, maybe they need to test it harder in the beginning or whatever. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what the answer to that is. I haven't heard anything back on it, but um, my, my biggest concern is, is the SMS basically is the SMS is getting hijacked. You're, you're not sending an SMS text unless Unless someone like my wife that doesn't install Messenger, I can still send her an SMS text for my inReach. You know what I mean? Like that that part's no problem. It's just once she gets the Messenger app, I lose that channel. So, so if you're using the Messenger app with your inReach, you can still SMS message your wife. Yep. She doesn't absolutely. have to have the app. Yep, absolutely. Um, we may need to follow up on this one. I, I have a hard stop. I told you I had to be somewhere at five. And so yep. I got nine minutes now to get there. <laughs> <laughs> I, we'll, I think we'll we've covered it. Loophole, maybe. If you have any questions, I want, I want folks to give us a call. Like this is something that needs to be talked through. This is why we did it on a podcast. Cause it's a, it's a long format. This is brand new. I mean, brand stinking new. I don't want to, I don't want to shit on Garmin's new app so quickly i really have made a lot of phone calls i've done a lot of front-end work trying to get them to understand my concern and and i'm hopeful uh 
we just had to record this podcast right now. And so we don't have, um, I don't know what the answer is yet. You know, we're still fresh. I just got off the phone this morning. I'm sure they're going to have some talks and some meetings and maybe they say pound sand. Maybe, you know, maybe they say, sorry, buddy, we're going to go this route. Maybe they don't, maybe they fix it. I don't know what's going to happen. I want to give Garmin the benefit of the doubt. I really do. I'm really excited about this app. Um, I think it's only going to get better as it, as it progresses and gets updated. Um, but I do want people to understand the, 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 the issue that I see that could be easily be, um, have missed messages. You know what I mean? So your wife might miss your message. Your employee might miss your message because of they're relying too much on this new messenger app and not allowing you to do an SMS text. So those are the issues that I want people to walk about. And please call. Like if we need to do another podcast, if, if we got questions, more questions, we can definitely try and record another podcast and follow up with it. Uh, video, et cetera, et cetera. All right. You guys can continue on. I have to get out of here, man. <laughs> well, we could, uh, I yeah, we could pick up, pick up whenever. Yeah. We do a part two. Give James right. time to break it first. I am out of here. You guys wrap it up, man. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. <laughs> Have a good one. All right.